0: Welcome to the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast,
1: bringing you weekly discussions designed to help you grow your business and create the lifestyle you desire. Elevate your business with proven strategies from CPAs and business advisors. We discuss real-world challenges solved with actionable steps that get you real results, both in business and building the life you desire. Welcome everyone. Thank you for joining us for episode 17 of the Cultivating Business Growth podcast brought to you by PJS and co-CPAs. Our goal is to deliver topics focused on growing your business with the business owner in mind. We are focusing on how that applies to you, what you need to know, and breaking down that strategy to tactics that you can implement. I'm Megan Spicer, your host and marketing manager here at PJS Co-CPAs. In this episode, we are talking about specific aspects of productivity and efficiency that you can take a look at in your own business to improve your growth and profitability. Today, we have CPA, MSA, and co-owner of PJS Co-CPAs with over 20 years' experience and a specialty in dental and tech industries, helping them achieve growth and profitability goals. Welcome, Jamie Staley.
0: Thank you, Megan. I'm excited to be here today to talk a little bit more about how we can all be more productive and have a benefit to our business
1: overall. Yeah, and I think working from home and balancing juggling home and kids and all that, you know, we have to be extra sensitive to productivity and trying to implement those daily tactics into our own lives, right? Yes, definitely. And
0: I think... Um, you know, this is something that we all struggle with, no matter where you are working, it's always easy to focus on the fire drills and and things that have to get done today. Um, it's definitely a bigger challenge to stop and try to look at the bigger picture um, and try to plan, but it's really important. So I think this will be a great conversation and talk about some things to think about to be more productive on a
1: day-to-day basis. Awesome. So let's just dive right in. We're going to talk about listing out some of the things that we can start doing today to be more productive and focus overall on those growth and profitability goals. So what's the first thing that you would suggest tackling in trying to become more productive and efficient? Yes, I
0: think the to-do list is the name of the game here. You know, there's so many things going on and you definitely need to have Something down on paper, um, maybe something down on, you know, on a, um, an app, and a computer, wherever you need it. But there needs to be a list wherever it's most, you know, productive for you. Um, it's important to make sure that you're thinking through what you need to do and prior t- prioritizing that list to make sure that you're focusing your time on what has to happen. Um, there's definitely going to be things that pop up and aren't going to be on your to-do list. And I think we do find ourselves a lot of times just doing what has to happen, what pops up today in my email. So it takes a little bit of effort and time and organization to make sure that you have a to-do list, that you are using that to-do list to the you know best um, of your abilities and making sure you're focusing on it. So prioritizing your day, prioritizing your week, prioritizing your month, just thinking through What you need to do. Um, And you can break that up and do it however you want to, but having the list is crucial. So, you know, for me, I really like having a daily to do list because it helps me focus on what I need to do. And um, when I kind of get off track, I stop and I think, oh, wait, what else am I supposed to be working on? I just dove into my email, answered three emails, you know, got a phone call. And now I'm kind of like, wait, what am I supposed to be? What was I hoping to get done today? Um, again, our our days are going to change. You're never going to get the exact things done off your to do list, but it's at least a good place to say, okay, what was I trying to get done today? And if I can't get to it today, I know tomorrow it's going to need to be at the top of the list. So I think to do lists are, you know, really important to start with here with productivity.
1: Yeah, and I think one of the things that I like to do too is because I tend to do to be really optimistic on my to-do list. And I say, oh, I'm going to get all these things done today. Yeah. And so one of the things that I started doing probably a couple months back was actually putting those things on my calendar and trying to estimate the amount of time that it's going to take me to actually complete those things. And I'll kind of do it for a weekly basis to just give myself a rough idea, but then I can move those things around if I haven't gotten that done in the allotted time, or maybe I got something done faster. Then I can slide something else in, but then I can be more realistic with myself of, as far as, okay, realistically, this task usually takes me two hours to complete. So planning out my days so I'm not working 10-hour days, <laughs> but still trying to get everything that I need to done, it gives me a more realistic viewpoint of how much I'm realistically going to accomplish by the end of the week too.
0: Yeah. And I think it's a great point because I think we put <clears throat> we tend to put a lot of things on that to-do list. And then at the end of the day, when you had 10 things on the list and you only got two things done, you don't feel super productive. So that right. is not a positive <laughs> reinforcement for you to use your to-do list and, and do that. So it is important to, to stop. And a lot of times I do have a lot of things on that list, but i all stop at the beginning of the day and say, what am I realistically going to get done? If I can get these three things, if these are my three main focuses and I happen to get through them quickly, great, I can move on. Um, So having that realism (laughs) pulled in is really important because we do put all these things on the list. But if the first thing takes four hours, you know, we need to realize that I'm not getting the next four things done as well if I'm trying to work, you know, six hours today or eight hours a day. So I think that's a, a really valid point because the list is just a listing of items, right? It doesn't really right. give a sense for what we're doing, how how long it's going to take. So I think that's a great point is to try to put it in your calendar, block off time, especially if you have a bigger project. Um, I've been starting to block off a couple hours and just be like, I'm just going to work on that project and I'm blocking out my time. So nobody can schedule a meeting that I then try to, you know, do both in um, and try to focus that time. So I think that's really, you know, an important aspect as well.
1: Yeah. And I know we talk about that in episode number 10, ongoing monitoring and motivation, as far as implementing those daily habits. And, you know, Katina talks about journaling and doing things like that. So if you have a morning routine that you want to try to implement, putting it in your calendar along with those to-dos, again, gives you a better idea of your day. And, you know, if you have other things that you're trying to do, like I need to take a break from this time to this time, you can realistically then plan all of that out and still accomplish what you want to get accomplished yeah that's great yeah and I, and I, and we also
0: have tasks that we may be waiting for others to complete so it may be on our to-do list to do today but we can't do it because somebody has to prep it for us first so we also mm-hmm. have to realize you know we're part of a bigger picture and we need to see who may be getting you know me maybe need to shift work around um maybe i can't do that today because the work's not going to be done um, so obviously that constant communication with your team to understand, hey, my priorities have shifted, so I'm not going to get the work done to you um, as quickly as I hoped. So again, um, looking overall at what's happening within your team and and what your priorities. so you can reprioritize your time and not be expecting something that's not happening. So goes right. back to communication, which I know we talk about a lot as well. Um, it's really important.
1: And starting with that to-do list is really important, too, even before you start planning out your week or your day on your calendar, because then you can look at the tasks that are going to provide the most value for you in getting them done or getting them accomplished for the day. Yes, definitely.
0: I mean, we want to look at, again, back to our goals. Let's focus our time and energy on the things that we really need to be doing. Are we looking at revenue and trying to produce revenue? Um, And we have lots of, you know, not unimportant, but maybe busy work on our to-do list. Well, maybe we need to shift and reprioritize some of the things that we need to do to go out and do a little bit more networking, reach out to some of our COIs to build those relationships, to get new leads, to you know, if we have any kind of new leads, what can we do to be preparing for meetings with those folks? So you want to make sure you put those things into your calendar as well, because they may not be a to do of, you know, here's a physical, you know, document I need to get done or an email I have to respond to. But they're really important to get your business moving forward and continuing that growth that, you know, is the bigger picture. So definitely important to to decide which items on that list need to be prioritized, some based on time, but others based on value um, to you and the company.
1: So the next item that we want to talk about is focusing. <laughs> and I know multitasking used to be yes. a big deal, and everybody was talking about, oh, you know, I can get so much done because I can do five things at once. But that studies have shown that that's not really the best way to go about producing the most results. It sounds good. Yeah, in theory, and sometimes it can work. I think in certain
0: areas you might be able to, but overall, I think I have definitely been experiencing it this this year especially that focusing time and energy on one task or one, you know, area without interruption, without stopping to check my emails, you know, some things that I've done that really helped me not to be sucked into the there's always something to do and always something to check up on and always something else to be doing is turning off email notifications on my phone. Um, so not only do I not hear dings anymore, I don't even see the little number that will start to accumulate. Like you'll see your, mm, and you'll see 12, 13, 14, mm-hmm. 15. And you're like, oh my gosh, what's going on? I got to get in there. So I've turned all of that off it's there on my phone. So if I'm out and about and I'm like, Oh, I wonder what's going on with the business. I wonder if somebody responded, I can check it like I can go in there. But it's not running the show for me. I'm not going to (laughs) be succumb to all of that. I'm trying to get away from that. I'm trying to focus um, my time and energy so that I have it accessible if I need it, if it's important. But I don't want to be distracted by that if I'm trying to work on something else. I don't want to hear those dings and and be distracted. I don't want to, you know, I try to stay out of my email if I'm trying to work on a task because emails pop through and everybody needs something now, or it's really urgent, or it's really important. Well, if it's really that urgent, somebody will call you, right? Um, They're not going to just hope you read the email timely. And we can take care of that issue at that time. But if not, then you know, they could wait an hour, a half an hour, two hours till tomorrow if needed. You know, emails are not always, I need to respond to it immediately. So trying to stay out of that. So you don't read that one email that is like, you know, it is a fire drill, and you need to jump into it. But it could still also wait a half an hour or an hour, I feel like we put pressure on ourselves to respond immediately. But if they're sending an email, there is some ability to hold off on that for a little bit. So Um, I also really try to stay focused on a task until I'm done with it so that I can complete it and get it off the to-do list. I have a lot of times, you know, I'm sure we all have this, is I get one project halfway done, another project halfway done, a third project halfway done. Well, nothing's done. I don't feel very productive. I don't... you know, I I don't really get anything done. And I have to return to all of those three things. So they're all on my list. They're all a little bit done. So I feel like it's nice to be like, I got Mm -hmm. one thing done in total. I still have two things that are not done, but at least I have something to completion. Sometimes it's not possible because you have to wait on someone else for the next step, or you don't have all the information you have. But I try to take it up to a point where. I am done with all the portions I can do to this point, because then I can cross that portion off my list. Yeah. So you have to try to find that good stopping point if you can't complete it. But I think a few of those things can help in our routine. I know a lot of people are pulled by the dings on their phone, or I've got all these emails I got to get into. But if you can just put that aside, and maybe even block off a time that you're going to address emails or texts or whatever that is, then you have a little bit more control of your day
1: and your Mm -hmm. time and your productivity. Mm -hmm. And I think it's uh, Tim Ferriss with the four hour work week. He has a rule like that where he's answering emails like in the morning from seven to eight. And then he turns on, I think it's an out of office that he turns on and says, if it's something urgent, I check my emails every morning from this time to this time. If it's something urgent, give me a call. And he just doesn't even touch it after that because You know, he addressed it when he was in there. And, you know, if it's something that can wait, it'll wait until tomorrow morning.
0: Yeah, I think it's good to have that control, right? You're in control instead of feeling like you're at the mercy of the next email that pops through or the next text that pops through. And instead you're deciding what you're going to be doing next. And of course, there's going to be emergency situations you're going to need to tend to. So you can't just turn it all off. right? But I think there's a lot more we can turn off than we actually do. So that we can stay focused on what we're trying to get accomplished
1: yeah yeah and i like how i don't i need to figure out how to turn off that number on my phone because that number of like unopened emails in my inbox stresses me out and it's it's an intangible thing that doesn't ultimately matter but having that number of unread is like oh my gosh i have to get to those you know like that inbox zero which is totally i don't know that it's achievable for anybody But it's, it is. I try really hard. I am the person that has to get, I
0: address all my emails. So there's those people who just let them accumulate to thousands. So they don't really know. But I'm the person that wants to see my email list shrink. So I delete every email or I put it in a folder. And then I know what's out there. I have probably a to do around.
1: Yeah.
0: So I've got something to do with it. Either I have, you know, to follow up or I have a task that I'm not ready to do yet. So I leave those. but I really like to try to manage that, and then I always feel I feel really accomplished when that email list gets really short. Yeah, you know, like when there's only five emails in there, and it doesn't happen a lot. But I'm like, oh, I feel like I'm so in control. I know what's happening. I'm on top of everything, whether or not that's actually true. Right, may <laughs> not be the case, exactly. but it's a feeling you can get of like accomplishment. Yep. I'm getting through things. Um, I'm I'm organizing things a little bit better. So. Mm-hmm. Um, again, everybody manages that differently. So I think it just depends on how you want to handle it and you know what works best for you. But in some you know methodology you need to manage you know your inbox and you know those texts coming in and all that.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think scheduling can be helpful for that too. like if you're scheduling time for your email, it, it helps you to stay accountable to your own calendar too like, you know, oh, I, I can't hop over to my email. I did that this morning. Now's my time at, that I scheduled for this task, you know, so it helps you manage that a little better too. And I know you have another uh, another suggestion based on scheduling as well.
0: Yes, yes. Um, we recently were, were doing more research. Obviously, anytime that productivity, emails, podcasts, um, newsletters pop up, we'll, we'll read those and reference them. And one of the suggestions in a, a podcast we recently listened to from Amy Porterfield and Michael Hyatt, which will link some of this information in our show notes, but it's batching your work. So if you have lots of meetings, with, which lots of us do, right? We have meetings that you know pepper throughout our day. Sometimes we have a full day of meetings. Sometimes there's one in the morning, one in the afternoon. Well, the recommendation is to try to schedule all of those meeting type events in one day and then schedule work. You know, you can just do work on another day instead of having maybe a half a day of meetings and a half a day of work or, again, broken up with an hour in between because you can't be as productive as you want to be in that hour in between two meetings because you may have some follow-up after the first meeting and some prep for the next meeting. So you really have no time to work. And instead, Mm -hmm. if you if you can schedule it so that you have many meetings together on one day, and then you have a whole day of work, you can do follow up, you can actually get a lot of things done off of your to to do list. It's a way to be more productive. And again, it goes back to that focus, you can focus on tending to the meetings, being present for the meetings, getting all the information you need, handling those things. But then the next day, you can kind of You know, block all that out and just do the focus. Here's the work that needs to be done today. Here's what I'm going to focus on. Here are my, you know, follow ups from those meetings or other things I need to work on. So, again, it goes back to the focus, which I think is really important with productivity.
1: Yeah. Well, and like you said, having that focus and being able to accomplish one task from beginning to end leaves you feeling more accomplished. And in owning your own business or being a part of a small business, it takes your brain time to transition from one type of project to another type of project. So if I'm sitting down to you know, complete a billing task, that's a completely different mindset and a different type of focus that I need than something creative that I'm sitting down to do. So, it, and it takes time, like we said, to do that transition. So if you're going and you're doing some billing and then you're transitioning over here and doing some creative work for an hour, and then you have to transition to a sales call that all takes time to transition. Whereas if you have four hours that you're just sitting, you're able to get into that flow of creativity. You're you're you produce a lot more and you feel much more productive having that big chunk of time that you can just get it all done versus hopping around from one project to the next. Yeah, I, I
0: definitely agree with that. I think there is that time loss when you try to transition, um, from, you know, one type of task, like a meeting till you have an hour. Well, in that hour, you're going to take a little bit of a break, you might grab some food, you might talk to someone in the hallway, (laughs) on the way, you know, before your next meeting, so you're losing some of that time that you could have. And the same thing with not completing the task fully, is that every time you have to pick something up, you have to get back into, okay, wait, what was I doing with this, like, it takes Mm -hmm. five to 10 minutes to say, Oh, this is where I left off with this project. Here's where I got to jump back in. So you have to like stop try to figure out where you where you left off and start. And so if you got to do that 3 times now because you have 3 unfinished projects. You know, that's again another 5 10 20 minutes that you're losing doing not a whole lot. So, I agree in um the software world, they have for many um, years, recent years, have been using Agile as a um, process to develop software. And just recently, um, I attended a meeting where they brought an Agile um, uh, presenter to talk to us about it. Now, he wasn't telling us about how to, you know, do software development as we're CPAs and accountants and that's what we were there for, but he brought it to talk to us about a lot of the things that being agile means, which is being flexible, being you know able to move quickly, which is a little bit different than what we were just discussing, but it's kind of in a bigger picture. So in the business world, he's talking about agile, referring to mindset, referring to flow, referring to value and quality. So in the software development world, they used to handle certain tasks where they would Create a very big plan, which is great to create a plan, um, but it would take them potentially two or three years to get through that whole plan. Right, developing software is a very lengthy procedure and process. Right, and so they would lay it all out, and then they would go through the whole process slowly. And by the time they were done, you know, they were pretty much obsolete because so many things had changed in that, you know, year, year and a half, mm-hmm. two years that they had laid out the plan to do the work. That it just didn't make sense anymore. They couldn't work that way, so they had a change to become agile. Where they um, they get to the endpoints, they're testing things, and then they're changing for things that are changing, new innovations, new processes, new requirements, maybe from the client. And they have that ability to to be adaptive and make those changes and still get to that desired outcome. But it's not laid out so far in advance anymore. It's, there's a lot of smaller shifts. And so, you know, in the business world, mindset is really huge. Just getting the mindset around thinking bigger picture, first of all, I think is our, one of our topics throughout many of our podcast session is that as small business owners, we are so involved in the day-to-day and trying to get through that, that it's hard to step back. And so there's different Mm -hmm. ways you can go about kind of getting to that mindset. You know, we talk about, you know, Putting time aside to think about the business and plan for the business, you know, with the right stakeholders from your company. Meditation is something that I know I've been um, playing with a little bit recently, and and I really enjoy taking five minutes of my day in the morning to just stop, think, take a break from all the craziness that's going on. We all have families, holidays, you know, events going on. There's always so much going on, and just to stop for five minutes and really just sit. Is has been really great. I mean, I, I think it just kind of stops, gives you a time to take a breath and get started with your day. So there's definitely different, you know, things you can do mm-hmm. journaling to just kind of write down your ideas and your thoughts so that, you know, you're not holding something in your head that's stressing you out that you can kind of just put down and know you're going to deal with at a certain time and move forward. So I think a lot about mindset you know, and focusing on your day and figuring out what you really and truly want to do with that day and and where you're going to go. I think it really has helped me to get control of my time, making sure that I'm doing what I really need to spend time doing. Since meditating, there's been many days that I only have five emails in my inbox because I've sorted through it. Now, I'm not going to say it's just from that, but it's definitely making me make better decisions. Like, I'm either going to tackle this task or I'm not. I'm going to, you know, someone else and I'm going to move on. And so I don't have as many to do sitting in my emails because I'm either just doing them because I go through my email for an hour and just do the things that have to be done um, or I'm assigning them to other people or I'm deciding there's nothing to do with that email and I'm moving on from it. So um, I definitely think, you know, meditating and mindset is huge. So I don't know if you have any thoughts or anything that you're doing as far as your mindset.
1: Well, like I, I mentioned in a previous episode, I, I did start journaling, and I follow more of the Rachel Hollis guidelines for for journaling. Of, you know, starting with being grateful, listing out the things that you're grateful for, even small things like something funny my daughter said, or you know, little things like that. Just trying to look for things to be grateful for throughout the day, and, and that's been huge. Um, but I, I don't really participate in the meditation part yet. I've done a couple of guided meditations, but is there one in particular that you use or a certain strategy that you use for your meditations in the morning? Yes,
0: we were, um, it's called Headspace. Hmm. It's an app that you can put on your phone. Um, Katina has used it in the past and she had recommended it. So I have tried it. So, and again, it's five minutes. It's mostly closing your eyes and just trying to not think about anything. And it's just walks you through that process of, you know, yeah, you're going to be thinking about stuff and there's like during this five minutes time that you're allowed to think about whatever. And then they're always trying to bring you to just think about your breath, just pause, try not to think about anything. So you know, they talk about how it's a journey and the first few times are, you know, different for everybody. And I don't even necessarily know if I like it for like that. I just like the sitting for five
1: minutes. <laughs> I think as a mom, that's part of it too.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> five minutes of quiet yeah. <laughs> um, where there's really nothing expected of you, right? You're just mm-hmm. sitting and you're just trying to take a moment to just relax. Right. So part of it is just me trying to take a minute and know that no I don't have to run around every minute of every day. I can take 5 minutes, relax. It's going to be okay. Okay, now what do I need to do today? And potentially some time to think about some of those things that are stressing you out and just be like, "Okay, I can't do anything about it right now, so I'm just going to move on and we'll deal with that stress as, you know, as a as I have time for it or as that situation becomes more relevant." So, mm-hmm. I think it's been helpful and peaceful and relaxing as well. So, um, yeah, so yeah, I recommend it. Interesting. As far as the agile. So they talk a lot about mindset. They also talk about flow and that continuous improvement of process. So, you know, we're trying to, you know, continuously improve and that's kind of, you know, on the software development side, they don't want to just kind of plow through the plan and get to the end. They want to continuously improve that process throughout the end. So the end is actually a great, meaningful, you know, software that can really help people. Um, so the same thing for you know small business owners. You want to continuously improve within your business. You want to, you know, inspire your your um, team to do better. Think of new ideas. Maybe think outside the box. You want to improve your processes. Maybe make them more efficient overall. So these are things that are definitely embedded in every business. Like what can we do to continuously improve? the product, the service, customer service, our processes on how to build clients, our processes on how to collect. So all of that is just part of this whole agile system and just thinking of, you know, you know, we have to have a good mindset, we want to have a good flow on how we're doing things. You know, it's, it's, it's really important to think through how the flow of things go as well. So not only do you want to have the right mindset, you want to make sure your day is going to flow in a way that's going to make you feel productive. Here's what I'm going to do in the morning, you know, and maybe you can't get all your meetings in one day, but maybe you say, I'm going to work, I'm going to have meetings all morning until noon, I'm going to take a little break. And then in the afternoon, I'm going to work from one to four. And that's how my day is. So, you know, again, the flow of your day can help you be more productive. And again, being more in, in control, I think is really a big part of, you know, productivity as well, when you feel like you're in control and you're making those decisions. And then, you know, adding value, you definitely want to, you know, making sure your to do list is in line with what's going to add most value for you, what you should be working on, what your time should be focused on, Mm -hmm. on, whether it's the biggest client that you need to be focusing on, whether it's, you know, the biggest sales process that you're working on, Whatever that is, you have to make that decision. But that's where you want to focus all your time and effort um, because that's where you're going to get the most value.
1: Makes sense. And then when it comes to quality, I know that was another part of that agile workflow. Yes.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, all of this is really to produce an end Um, product that is of quality so whether you're producing a product that is quality or you're producing a service you really want it to be a quality service a quality product so all of these things are coming together to get you to that quality aspect of it we really you know we really want to put out something that is useful beneficial and of value and of service to our clients we don't want to just put something out there to put it out there great great
1: So we listed some good steps that you can start implementing today. I mean, as soon as you wrap up this podcast and there's one last pointer that you wanted to give as far as implementing this in your business. Right. So we're talking to a lot of business
0: owners here um, on our podcast, but it's really important that as a business owner, if you have a way of doing things and being more productive, that you share it with your whole team, because I know in our in um, our team, we, we all get different ideas and we'll share podcasts and share articles with each other to help us be more productive because everybody can work on this. No matter how good you are or improved you become, there's always like a new idea that you're like, oh, that is actually a great idea. I'm going to try that because I really need to have more focus um, when I'm doing my work. So it's really important to collaborate with your team. They might have great ideas and suggestions or you know, articles to share with you and you have ideas to share with them. So if you come up with some great ideas from this podcast, be sure to share it with them. Because, again, if you're getting your whole team to be more productive, you know, that's a win for you. It's a win for them. They can feel more accomplished and productive. And nobody wants to go home at the end of the day thinking, oh, I feel like I didn't really do anything today because yeah. I had to handle all these, you know, fire drills. You know, you want everybody to have that feeling of productivity. So it creates a really great sense Um of you know, collaboration and accomplishment and moving the business forward that no matter what role someone has, they can partake in that as well.
1: Yeah, good point. And that's going to keep everybody on track to ultimately lead to that business growth and profitability that you're searching for. And that's that big picture that we, we keep referencing. So
0: yes, exactly.
1: Well, was there anything that you wanted to highlight from today's topic before we wrap up?
0: I don't think so. I think just as a recap, just making sure you have a to do list in front of you, trying to focus on just a few things per day that you can really get through and stop multitasking and trying to batch your days. I think those are, you know, three things that you can do right away and turn off all those notifications on your phone. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> I'm gonna do that and download Headspace yeah. as soon as we wrap oh, up here. Yeah. So <laughs> you'll you'll
0: like it. Um, I think any steps you can make towards being more productive will you know will only benefit you. So, all right. Well,
1: we will go ahead and wrap up today's episode. We hope that you got some good takeaways from today's episode and can make this week super productive. And we will see you next time. Keep up that momentum, and we'll see you next week.
0: This has been another
1: episode of the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please subscribe, rate, and review. Gain access to additional free resources and learning opportunities by visiting pjscpas.com forward slash podcast.